Now we paranormal with loose screws Falls evaporates in minutes Long as the truth brews Your eyes give you perception of what you used to Tunnel vision or self, just call me YouTube Whether you choose to wave or not Still a smooth cruise Go against the current, your situation's a lose-lose Closed caption, the captain searching for blues clues Never mind what I said, just do what you do I'ma do me, it's levels to the shit Either a roller coaster or just elevator spit Eager to show the host I got forever on a six Ten city on my back, heavy with this shit Let me see, that's it 
rewind Let me see that clip You hear what he just said? Of course I did But I'm not trying to risk my freedom See, I'd rather just kill him with music I don't mind no PM A veggie state him, arpeggiate him Out of mommy PM Son him like once out of pop Then out of mommy PM What a break, time out Well, not quite yet We teach him what the rhyme about My check <laughs> Yo Hey man, how you doing? <laughs> Welcome back. This nigga named Bashir. Ah. <laughs> oh my god. How you, how, you a, how you a bashful sex symbol? That's crazy. Don't look at me, but here I go. Man, they can't they can't see him anyway. Look. Peep the angle. He been hiding for weeks. It's crazy. Ain't, yo, you the mystery man. He hide behind me on purpose. <laughs> this boy been hiding for weeks. I'm going to go clear on him. That's crazy. You don't even know I know how to do that. <laughs> yo. I'm waiting. I'm like, what the hell is go clear? This boy, it's on. Nah. I'm going to go clear on him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You niggas say it like that. You got to believe it. Right. Anytime you add it, that just add emphasis on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. First and foremost, man. Fourth and foremost. Because <laughs> it sounds crazy. It, it sounds crazy. Twisted T out this one. <laughs> R.I.P. Marvelous. Marvin Hagler. Oh shit! I ain't been around nah, all nah. day. Nah, not marvelous, man. I ain't been around all day. This motherfucker come on talking about some R.I.P. Marvelous. He paused on it, like, and I ain't heard from him. Fuck. Same time you on, man. Do no shit like that. Last time I saw him was at Cooper's, nigga. Yo, I'm talking about Marvin Hagler, man. Don't say that. Say that. I said it. Man, y'all gotta relax, man. Oh, the pause was dramatic as shit. You gonna say Marvelous? Then look at me. <laughs> R.I.P. Marvelous. <laughs> Nutty man. R.I.P. Marvelous. I ain't talking about Marvelous Motley, man. Marvin Hagler. Like, <laughs> that's nutty, man. That's nutty. You just, that was nutty. I ain't. I, ain't. Like a like, I can't condone that. Listen, man. It is. Out. It is what it is, man. I will tell you what, though. What up, 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 and this is your first time tuning in. That mic stands for music, information, and comedy. Check! One, two, one, two. Yeah! We are here. We are live on this episode called Side Tray. The title is... That's the title of this episode. Remix. That's the title of this episode. I made my own edits. Tonight, on this show, yeah, we have a guest who will be calling... And you will hear it via audio. So once she gets on the line, I'll give her a proper introduction. Dr. G, folks, if you've seen my stories earlier, okay? 
And here she are. Right from the from the door? From the door. Let me Just see. Come right in from the gate. Audio one. Yes, sir. Yeah, hello. I don't hear. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold Hang up. up on her. Hold on a smidget. <laughs> oh, man. That ain't the way to go. Hold on a second. All right, folks. You know what I'm saying? What's going on with y'all and all that good stuff? Because <laughs> cause things is happening. All right. Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy, No Stimmy, man. <laughs> hello? Okay. Hello. There you are. Hello. There you are. I'm here. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. So, on the line, we have Dr. G. If you all have seen my stories earlier, but let me give you a proper introduction. Dr. G is a PhD trained therapist, author, and speaker with over 20 years of experience supporting individuals in their life journey. She is a licensed practitioner with training in health sciences, philosophy, biology, anatomy, psychology, neuroscience, human behavior, and more. This includes years of both formal religious studies and personal exploration of African and indigenous spiritual practices. Her areas of expertise include neuroanatomy, self-regulation strategies, across the lifespan, trauma, health disparities, and pediatric therapeutic interventions. Dr. G owned and operated a private practice for over 10 years. She owes a baccalaureate degree in psychology from the University of Delaware, a master's of science degree in OT from Columbia University, a clinical doctorate in OT from Thomas Jefferson University, Dr. Gibbs completed her PhD program in health sciences leadership at Seton Hall University. And if that wasn't enough for you, she's also the host of Black Goddess Healing and Manifestation Podcast, which she created on blackspirituality.org. Whoa, I'm about to drown. Give it up for Dr. G. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> or as I'm going to call it the rest of the show, Precious, because she's my cousin. What's going on, Precious? That's right. I'm good. I'm happy to be here with you all. Glad we could make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a little uh, technical difficulties, but, you know, we're we, we going to make it work. See, they get to see your face yeah. anyway without seeing you live speaking. You're hey, that works. You don't have to see my bags under my eyes after the long day, so we're good. All right. <laughs> it's cool. It's normal. We all got bags under our eyes. We're going some, through some things. <laughs> Out this joint. So first and foremost, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. I did yoga before this, and I'm ready. So oh, see, see, go. See, you already tapping in. You <laughs> tapping in. I'm. I got a million questions already, but um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the show. But like I said, it, you know me already. I got Jamil That's B right. on the left of me. Hello. And I got, and I got DJ Darrell. Hello. How are you? How you doing? Hey DJ, I was listening. I was listening. So. Okay. I'm loving the DJ. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Everybody loves the DJ, man. DJ ain't shit. Nah, I'm joking. But, um. <laughs> no respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all love. It's all love. And that's his slogan. But anyway, so the title of this episode is Side Trail. We're going to get into that, though. So, you have four degrees. Or did I miscount? 
I have four degrees. That means a lot of loans, but yes, four degrees. <laughs> Listen, that means a lot of schooling and education as well. Yeah, a little bit addicted to learning, um, but I realized at this later stage in life, I don't always have to pay for it. So a lot of my learning now is happening outside of the classroom. I'm not sure where I learned that at, but I, I learned that from hanging around certain people that I ain't really had to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing a whole lot of sponging as um, the year's been going on. Certain people like this character right here and anyone else I've been around. You know what I'm saying? So I get that part. So first mm -hmm. off, what sparked your interest in psychology? Huh. Well, I think I, I've always had an interest in health, health care. I grew up wanting to be a pediatrician. Um, you know, it's kind of the thing to say, right? You, if you want to do something big, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. That's kind of what we're taught in our communities, not realizing, you know, there's a lot of other things out there, too. Um, but growing up, that's what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to help people. So that was ingrained in me. I knew I had some ability for healing mm -hmm. and I wanted to reach people. So long story short, I get to college and quickly realized that that dream of being a pediatrician probably wasn't going to happen. And microbiology wasn't going to really <laughs> be my thing. Right. Um, and so I honestly did not choose psychology. Uh, I was taking an abundance of classes, including acting classes, music, psychology, anything you can think of, I was taking. And my advisor set me down in my junior year. And mm -hmm. those of you who may not be familiar, that, that means I only have like a year and a half to go in school right. saying you need to figure something out. And so she said, you know, it looks like you're getting A's in all your psych classes. Why don't we just go with that? And so that's, I said, hey, it sounds good to me. I guess I have to graduate at a certain point so we can roll out with the psychology. And that's what I did. Damn. And, but I ended up loving it. Yeah, it happens. Wow. All right. So, damn. So, all right. So, cause we haven't, we still seems like we having some kind of uh, technical difficulties because of course your sister's in a live chat and she said, we can't hear her. And you know, we, Oh no. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Cause we can, y'all can hear. I can hear it. They saying they can't hear her at like it's low. They can hear, but it's low. Oh, it's low. I don't know. I don't know. Do I need to speak up? No, 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 no. Is it is it turned up on that side? I don't Bluetooth? Know. Yeah, it's up. Okay. Hello? Yep. All right. I mean, she got louder on, on, on our end. Oh, hold up. Why you fixed up? Look, everybody intrigued by this. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure why it's not like the audio, because we can hear you loud and clear. Is it the live three six five? Y'all might have to uh, transfer the live three six five or something. But I mean, we want to make the best of this because we can hear you loud and clear. So I mean, they may have to just wait to the rebroadcast or to whatever technical difficulty is taken care of. But so basically, you were sat down in your junior year, and then based like kind of persuaded to go with this because you were already passing those classes anyway. Right. Yeah, I definitely. Um, it was something that I enjoyed, but it wasn't really by choice. I, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do at that point. You know, once everything kind of fell to the side and, you know, I had to make a choice, it chose me. But luckily, it introduced me to the field of occupational therapy. 
And I realized that that really fit my personality. All the different things I like, I was the dancer. I failed to mention that. I danced throughout college. I danced from the age of two. So being a dancer, someone that's into the arts and mm-hmm. healing, um, it led me to my graduate work in occupational therapy. Right. And so I, I, which is a, it's a holistic approach. So. Yeah, because I, I was trying to figure out, like, how did, like, how did that transition come about, like, from psychology to occupational therapy? Like, I don't, I don't. Yeah, they actually, they. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't. No, I was going like, to say they fit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, the, like, if there is some kind of direct connection between the two of them <clears throat> or anything like that. It's some kind of bridge. Yeah, there is. Oh, really? That it, Actually, yeah, the foundation of occupational therapy is really in mental health. And, you know, when people were coming back from the war, um, you know, where they were coming back with trauma, um, which they didn't call it that back then, but, you know, different um, diagnoses, conditions, injuries, um, and really just needing some support. So the therapists back in the day, before they called it occupational therapy, had them working with their hands. And so there's this famous quote, you know, man through the use of his hands, you know, energizes and, you know, really can impact his own health and well-being. And that's kind of the philosophy. So, you know, depending on where we're at, we may look more medical, you mm-hmm. know, because you'll find us in hospitals, you may find us in schools, but in the communities and you'll find us in mental health facilities as well. Okay. That makes sense now. I mean, you just made it make sense. <laughs> so, so the transition wasn't tough then from psychology to OT. Not at all. No, it was, a, even, it was definitely even, a good foundation. Even as far as like the um, the schooling part of it. Now I will say, I didn't. What I didn't realize was going into graduate school and not going to medical school as planned from my undergrad work. I didn't realize it was going to still be really challenging. I mean, it is. You know, that program was, and all I think OT programs are really rigorous um you know we still had to do cadaver labs which i did not sign up for at that time mm. um, but i was still we were dissecting bodies um so in that way it was kind of, it was very mm. eye-opening i did well in it i didn't struggle but it was a it was a leap from undergrad to that you know and our program was two years of squeezing in a lot of information so yeah it was challenging sheesh you know, I mean, it, it almost sounds funny, though, to hear you say something was challenging, the way you kind of, it seems like you breeze through it all, if you ask me. Yeah. You maintained a, a particular, you know, a certain GPA. Yeah, well, you know, I think um, <laughs> I think challenging, but I'm always up for the challenge. It's kind of the story of my life, and maybe that was mm. somewhat of my addiction. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Maybe it's that, it's that Scorpio side. I don't know. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get to that. Now, I mean. All right. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the Scorpio, I know my, my pop is a Scorpio, and he, I'm he a fighter. So that's what I, I mean, I get from that. So I can only imagine, you know what I mean, what's going on in your head. And you feel like there's some sort of challenge in front of you. Feel like you got to conquer it or whatever. So That's right. Exactly. Yep. So. What does like so? What does a PhD in health science entail? Um, many, many more years of work. So 
you reading my bio made me feel old. I'm like, oh my God. Yo, it was so many commas. I'm like, yo, this is a lot of school. This is a whole lot of school. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it, that's a longer story than we probably had time for, but I, I will say, you know, it, it's a typical PhD. You can expect, you know, many years, four to seven years, you know, depending on the type of degree. And really, for me, it's more of a marathon. Of course, you learn how to do research and you learn how to analyze data, but it's more about you becoming an expert in whatever topic you choose. And so I chose health sciences and leadership. And at the time, I was in academia and I was a, a professor and a chair of a program in Delaware. Wow. And so it really, you know, allowed me to kind of craft that skill in a way that I can mentor people, especially when it comes to research. Mm -hmm. And I decided to focus on health disparities and looking at autism uh, for our, you know, our, really for our black children, the delay and the lack of diagnosis of, of autism right. for, for our children. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you just mentioned that. So um, we have someone in the live chat that actually has a question. Um, she says, uh, my son has a sensory disorder. Can you explain what that is and what would the treat, treatment plan look like for someone with a sensory disorder? Coming from mm -hmm. tiny. I'm okay, tiny. Well, I'm glad she asked that question because a lot of people are unaware of sensory processing disorders. Uh, in fact, they're not truly recognized. And, and I know from her and from other people that have children or have known of children that have it, it's mm -hmm. kind of shocking to hear that because when you see it, you see it. Um, but it's not recognized medically, meaning if you were to go to an outpatient clinic for services, it would mm -hmm. be challenging to get your insurance to pay for it. Um, mm -hmm unless it's coming along with ADHD or autism or something of that matter. But what it is, is really when you, you know, we all experience, well, our whole life is, is sensorial. Everything we do is interacting with our senses. So, right. and we have more than five. Um, we can maybe talk about that later, but it's way more than five. Mm. <laughs> so Wait a we have, um, yeah, we got, a, we got at least 20 something senses, but I can tell you about maybe 11. Uh, night, but we have to take all that in just to be able to sit and have this conversation right now. You have to take in the sound, the sight, the being able to sit in your chair, all these things at the same time. So we call that sensory integration oh, and yeah. really just to be able to adapt and interact with your environment. Children right. and adults, because they're adults too, that have sensory processing disorders, they have challenges with taking in all that information, um, whether it's they take it in too quickly mm -hmm. and, you know, causing hyperactivity or it lingers around too long in their system, calling them, causing them to be kind of um, defensive, not liking certain sounds or textures or taste uh, or even movement. So there's different variations of it. Some people are what we would call cravers. They crave the input, like they crave movement. Um, kind of pleasure seekers, which we all are, but to a certain extent that it's affecting their function, or they're avoiders, where they avoid interaction. Like, think about the child at the birthday party with their ears plugged and they're hiding underneath the table. Oh. Um, so it really has to be to the point where it's impacting their life, daily health, uh, social interaction, development and learning, 
Um, and for adults, you may see adults that don't realize that they have these issues mm-hmm. and it could be triggered for them. You know, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, they pop off, right? You know, something's too loud or, right. um, you know, people come too close to them, then they may have, you know, a form of sensory processing disorder. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I had, I had that question because it's like, is it true that it's like a lot of adults that are, you know, running around or walking around right now who may possibly uh, be diagnosed with autism? Well, not diagnosed, but they may be autistic and not know it. Yeah, let's get into that. So not just walking around, especially if they're black and brown, they're probably in prison. So we have a lot of our people that are misdiagnosed or or not diagnosed at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And it starts in the schools, you know, which that's a soapbox moment for me. I can get into the pipeline to prison thing, but (laughs) it really starts with, especially our boys in school, you'll see them get diagnosed with what they call oppositional defiant disorder, right? That they're defiant. Um, the rules and, um, you know, being bad, like they like to say, bad right. behavior, which I, I choose not to use those those phrases, but that's how they, they see them, right? And so then what happens is they're not receiving the services that they're supposed to receive. Um, some of them may even, even beyond sensory processing disorder, they could have um, anxiety or depression. Mm. Um, and then how that then, you know, shows up in the space of everyday life could then be kind of real primitive reactions, you know, really survival. Everything's about surviving at that level. And so you'll see them do things that may appear aggressive. They may appear as a threat, you know, and then that leads them to challenges with work, uh, maintaining work, maintaining Mm -hmm. relationships. And then what happens after that, we all know the story, right? Right. And then, um, you know, leading them to, you know, maybe act of crime, quote unquote, and then being in prison. That's, I may have gone off on a tangent, but I just had to put that out there. <laughs> nah, I mean, it's true, though, because, I mean, as f- far as, like, these this day and age, a lot of people are focusing more on mental health because, I mean, we we don't really have the resources or we're, we're, we're not, I mean, we're deprived of this type of care, you know what I mean, for people to, to, to let us know that we, you know, certain stuff we've been through, like trauma and stuff like that, we don't realize we're suffering from anxiety a lot of times. And mm-hmm. it's a whole lot of people that I hear, you know what I mean, are saying that, you know, they suffer from anxiety. And it's like yeah. nine times out of ten, it's a whole bunch of them that you grew up with. Yeah, and, um, you know, so my, my upcoming publication book is um, – the book is on trauma responsive clinical uh it's a trauma responsive clinical toolbox so it's really focusing on trauma Mm -hmm. and actually this thursday i'm doing a uh, webinar on racial trauma based off of the content of that work and talking about how really our trauma is not just our own but we're carrying the luggage of our ancestors right and not just from our the stories because there's what we call vicarious trauma, you know, where you hear the the cultural stories and things that are passed down through generations. That's one form. But then the other form is intergenerational trauma, which shows up in your genetics, Mm. which there's research behind. And so we are carrying that in our DNA, the way that we interact, you know, with society, um, you know, some of our 
coping mechanisms or lack thereof really is coming from that. And so the foundation that we, and I will say we talk a lot about trauma, but I just heard um, one of the spiritual leaders that I follow really talk about we can't forget our ancestral gifts. So I do have to say that, you know, we're not just carrying their trauma, we're carrying their gifts as well. Mm. Um, but until we acknowledge that connection, um, you know, we will show up with anxiety. We will be in the space of, you know, being triggered by traumatic experiences, not knowing how we're wired in our unconscious and subconscious minds are really what's reacting to what we're experiencing in everyday life. Right. So heavy. It's definitely heavy. Um, so one of the things that stood out when you spoke on ancestors was connection. And you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I know a little bit of what's going on behind the scenes, but the audience doesn't know. You know, so when you, when mm-hmm. so if how how could you make that a little more vivid for us when you speak on connection and ancestors? What have you been doing? Okay, you want me to talk about my connection to the ancestors? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, listen, that is, that's everything. That's everything. Um, I heard. I, yeah, it's, you know, for me, it is, we, we have become so disconnected from our ancestry um, intentionally, right? Uh, we've been colonized. We've been told not to do certain things. Some of the ancestral generation that we came to this land with or even, you know, had from this land because a lot of us are from this this space, you know, from this continent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that is our birthright. We have left behind, right? We're told that these things are shouldn't be done, maybe perhaps evil, et cetera. But when we connect to our ancestors, we're connecting to self. And that's that's healing. And we have to heal that lineage. You know, we have to heal the lineage that came before us and to be able to really focus on our descendants, the ones that come after, right? So it's important for us to, you know, you don't, this is a personal thing that I do. Um, You know, it's my spiritual practice to have an ancestral altar where, you know, I do speak to my ancestors and I really you know, speak to the divine about the healing of those, you know, who came before me and gratitude as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me, I feel like that is a place for us to start our healing. And I don't care whatever religious practice you have, you know, that's Mm -hmm. a personal thing. But I think that every, you know, black and indigenous person of color, the BIPOC community, uh, we need to be able to tap more into our ancestral generation. I agree wholeheartedly. And the thing, the thing that I feel like is um, making it like not so popular is just the fact that people are afraid. You know, to them, it, you know, I mean, based off whatever uh, faith they may follow, it's kind of frowned upon. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where right there what turns a lot of people away from religion because if this was going on, if, if this is how our people were communicating to previous generations while they were here, like, why is it frowned upon for us? And why are you trying to push us away from this, you know, mm-hmm. sort of belief? That's dope. I well, you know, that's because the, the plan worked, right? Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> I think that's the thing that we need to acknowledge. Yeah, checkmate. Everything worked as if it was supposed to, right, from, from the beginning. Um, 
Is my audio still okay? Yes. Um, I mean, some, okay. some people are saying that they can't hear you on Facebook. I'm not sure why. Um, now how about this? Let's. Uh, can you hang up and call right back? Yep, I can do that. All right. Thank you. All right, it's getting it's getting heavy over here, folks. You sweating out there? I see y'all listening. Y'all lurking. And this is Dr. G. She's back. I'm back. Can you hear me? There it is. That's better. Wow. Okay. So that was your fault. No, it wasn't my fault. It was. Like the whole time it was your fault. How is it my fault? Because you was fumbling in the beginning. Fumbling. You did something. See, you this is that it's certainly not her fault. Hey, cuz, can you holler at the ancestors and tell them um You hate the truth. <laughs> holler at the ancestors and, and, and tell, tell them, them to tell give them. him a remedy for truth. Tell them I ain't ducking this smoke. It, it, it's, it's, it's a little mishap. And you know what? It, it wasn't. It was the it was the folks that's trying to stray us away from that shit. Typical, they did. Typical verb. That's right. <laughs> so so did you get all that recorded? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's all recorded. But now, okay. Okay. Yeah, you, were, you were clear on now. The now the entire audience they going crazy on, on the Facebook on the radio they, app. You were clear, crystal clear. But they can hear you now. So now okay. everybody. Can hear you, period. All right, start over. It's like, no, I'm messing with you. That <laughs> <laughs> you were asking me why, like, people are afraid, right? Is that yeah. where we left off? Yes. Okay, yeah. So, as I was saying, um, you know, people are afraid, but that's because of the, the programming, you know, and, and the things that we were taught. Um, and I was saying that the plan worked, right? That was the intent. Mm -hmm. The intent was, you know, to, um, to remove, you know, your, your culture. Right. There's a cultural piece of it that had to be removed. And here's the thing, though, if you look back in history and the stories, um, not the ones that they teach you in school, but even like think about back in Haiti and all the revolutions, things that you heard about, or hopefully maybe you will if you haven't, um, about people, you know, really being successful and gaining their freedom or fighting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you see something that works and you are the oppressor, what do you do? You need to remove that thing that works, right? right? So how do you do that? You make people afraid of it. You tap into their fear. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. And that's why we are still here standing today with the multitude of our people, the majority, being afraid of doing something that is your birthright. Right. It's funny that you, you mentioned Haiti because when it comes to, you know, this type of talk, the deepest conversations I've had when it comes to people uh, reaching back to their roots and, and speaking to their ancestors were from friends that I met that were Haitian. And if it wasn't mm. them, if it, like, some of them were even ignorant enough to be like, man, I had to get out of there. My grandma and them, they starting that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, so even even they're like, and they grew up around it, but some of them because they're brainwashed and by you know, what we go to school and learn and stuff like that, so it's spooky to them. But right, you know, that's like like when, when I when I think of this, when I like any time I I thought of this, you know, what I mean, spiritual connection. I always think of people that are Haitian. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the roots are stronger. I think you know, with Haiti to a certain extent. Right, they were able to maintain some of the the culture that came from Africa. Right, 
um, as compared to here. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think, too, we're talking about these various forms of diagnoses and things, and and I don't want to spook anyone tonight. I'm not going to go too deep. Listen, but, man. You know. We do it every week, man. This guy <laughs> next to me do it every damn week. So. Okay, okay. Well, you know, like, think, and mind you, and I am a, I am a, you know, healthcare worker and mental health practitioner, right? So there are things that are legitimately real. So I don't want to discount anything. Um, and there are certain things that require intense care and medical treatment. But imagine if you said, you know, you heard from your ancestors, your ancestors were speaking to you. It's kind of like telling people you have voices in your head and what would that look like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it would, yeah, it would, like, it would sound like schizophrenia to some folks. That's right. That's right. So that's also the scary part, right? Like, oh, I can't tell anyone. I mean, oh, I had, um, you know, a loved one visit me and how do I share it? But, you know, truth be told, I bet you those who are listening, you either experience some of that or you have people in your family that express like, oh, yeah, my mom came to me in a dream, right? Or I had um, this, this visit or I know I heard, you know, my grandfather or someone speak to me, but we, we tiptoe around it mm-hmm. when actual, in, in actuality, there's something to that, right? We believe in everything else. Why can't we believe in, you know, the connection to our own and to our ancestors? Listen, I believe in it. I believe in it because <laughs> I mean, the, the, for real, the very first time I experienced it was in like uh, 2001. You know what I mean? A friend of mine that died in 2000. And, you know, mm. I, I remember my mom telling me the fact, you know, the fact that you're scared, he probably not going to come back again. And that's the last time I seen him. Mm. For real. Like, I, I, ran. Yeah. I ran from him. But then, like, that, that happened to me two more times later in my life. So I know, like, I know I wasn't dreaming. Even mm-hmm. if I was, they still, you know what I mean, it, it still was in my mind. And I felt, you know, the presence. So, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm Listen, I'm not afraid of any of this. But it's a whole okay, lot of okay. Are, you know, listen, it's it's in your bloodline. I can tell you that. <laughs> it is. Okay. Well, I mean, I know, I know it has to be. <laughs> if you, I mean, you doing what you doing? <laughs> so, you got any questions before I go? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, <clears throat> what are some? Uh, I'm just. What are what are what are some pros and cons of having so much schooling under your belt? You got to, again, if they missed that in the beginning, she has a whole lot of schooling under her belt. She got like 13 degrees. She got 40 (laughs) cabin gowns. (laughs) 70 textbooks she ain't returned. Like, she got all kind of stuff going on. Nah, but what's the pros and cons? I mean. Uh, So, I I mean, I I think the pros are, um, obviously, you know, you come with a skill set to be able to um, navigate this this world that we're in, being able to obtain employment for to provide for your family, being able to speak the language of those who, you know, provide you with those with that employment, um, and to be able to help others. You know, that that's been a big piece of my career is not just when I was a professor, but also mentoring, right? So I can help people through their own educational journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it can blind you at times, you know, 
Uh, I've been a, in this field for almost 20 years. So um, now I've learned that not everything is a statistic. Not everything is significantly, you know, um, it's not all about the data, right? So there's pieces of it that, yes, we have to follow that, uh, which is a struggle, you know, to convince others that, yeah, we do have to follow the science, but there's sometimes more beyond the science. And, you know, you get that that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, working with clients over the years, they would say, I only want to work with you. And I'm like, I don't understand why. Because, you know, Sally over here, she has the same <laughs> training. She could do just fine. They would say, no, it's just something about working with you or something about your hands. Like when you work on my shoulder, it feels better and it doesn't feel that way with them, right? So that's, right. that's something that is innate and that's in me that I, you know, for a while discounted, right? So you can have blinders on not really seeing your gift by what you have learned, you know, the textbook piece of it. Mm. Heavy, heavy, precious, heavy. <laughs> All right, so listen, so we, we have a question, another question from the live chat. And this comes from Shy Stiletto. Her question, okay, is, her question is, can we talk about shadow work in altars? What does that mean? I'm, I'm not sure. All night we can. Um. <laughs> First, can you explain what yeah, that is? Yeah, explain what that is, because... Oh, okay, okay. Well, let me start with the altar, okay? The shadow work's a little heavy, but I'll start with that. Um, I want everyone to either look around or think back to your, you know, your grandparents' house and think about where you would see the program from the funeral located, right? Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, Right, they're located on the china cabinet, coffee table somewhere, right? Yeah. With um, you know, you may have a candle nearby, some mementos, right? Something things that may have belonged to them or little things that you may have gotten from the service. We already have altars, right? Ancestral altars in our homes. There's there's a variety of altars you can have. I'll give you an example that someone told me. Go into any nail salon or Asian restaurant. And look to the left or right when you walk into the door. And what do you see? You will see, you know, those um, the kind of cat figurines that they have. They may have a little waving. bamboo tree. Some, the waving. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. There are altars right in front of you and you don't even realize it. That they have set up their space. They do that. They are not letting your evilness come through the door by setting <laughs> up true. that space. This is true. Right there. This is true. I seen the lady. There was a lady in the, at the who owns the laundromat, and she used to have like a a, a bowl in a corner with like oranges in it, mm-hmm. and it was. And I was always wondering. Exactly. What, and she she actually explained to me what what she was doing. I was like, oh, okay, now I, I don't I don't have to look at it strange anymore when I walk in because I'm like I'm like why is this just sitting? <laughs> yeah, she's giving oranges as her offering. Yeah. Right? Oh. It's, yeah. So, boom. It was, a bowl, it was a bowl of oranges sitting in the corner right by the door. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Boom has an altar, and so does my mom. Like, my grandmother and, and my mom, they both have an I never understood why she had fruit there. Like, but you just told me that. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know what I mean? I thought I used, used to think of the best oranges because when she used to give me one of them, Joe, he used to be. <laughs> 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 It was always the best one out the bag. I'm like, how did... <laughs> serious. I'm like, yo. I'm like, yo, why is this orange different from all them other oranges? It's been chilling here when she praying and she chanting and stuff like that. 
Right. Putting your energy into that. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I mean, think about it too. If we're talking about ancestral authors, I can tell you about others in a minute. But I, I often think about okay, it, no one wants to think about the morbid stuff. But let's just say if it's you that had transitioned over, and there's things we don't know, right? No one knows what happens for real. We, we're guessing at this. But let's just say right. when you transition, um, the only way that you can communicate with the people who love you to let them know that you are still here is if they ask if they allow you to come in, if they give you that permission. And that's the only way you can, right? So you may try your best. You may flicker some lights. You may do some funny stuff with the TV. Um, You may send some animals, some birds. But the only way you could truly communicate it, if I said, you know, was, hey, you know, mom, I'm here. I want to hear from you. And, okay, I know you you love, you know, oranges. Some people love spirits, meaning alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. And now I knew you love these Newports um, and you put that down and that's the only way, but they're not doing it because they were told not to. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, that, that could be some of the the, the pain and um, the place why we need to heal so much, mm-hmm. you know, our ancestors. And then even thinking about what we've been through recently, the one thing that we have carried through our lineage is how we take care of our loved ones as they're about to transition and our celebrations when they do. Right. And unfortunately, Mel, you know, we've had that in my family, our family, mm-hmm. but we, we celebrate, we party, right. right we have right. a good time. Right. right. <laughs> and so that, that helps them with that transition over. But because of the virus now, we haven't been able to do that for them. Right. So it's so important now that we do that, this ancestral work, on our own because they don't have that for those who have transitioned, even for the ones you may not even know, but they, they need that to help them transition. So, and I know that may sound kind of spooky to people, but to me, it just makes good sense. Here's, but here's the thing. You know, it's, funny, it's funny you said that because I had just uh, wrote a text message to a friend of mine who was losing a family member and was in the, the family member was in the process of, of transitioning. And, um, and I actually said something along the lines of, I, I wrote, this is, what I, this is what I wrote in the text. Um, the best thing to do is to take, the mo- take it moment by moment and hold on to the memories. The transition of someone we care about can be heavy on our hearts, especially in a time of suffering. But ultimately, it can be looked at as their reward for putting up a good fight. It is the job of those mm-hmm. who remain, it, it is the job of those who remain behind to keep their spirits high mm. at a level so that the positive energy that they create can transcend with them. Mm. That's what I wrote. That's tough. And that was just like yeah, a, a day ago, a day and a half ago. Wow. Yeah. Energy yeah, is real. Yeah, we're, we're in alignment. That's right. That's right. You know, and that's, that's, you know, I joke about, like, I joke with Mel, like, he said something to me about, oh, are you, um, you know, how did you know there was something? I forget what you said, but yeah, but that's real, right? We pick up on, when you're in alignment with energy, mm-hmm. you pick up on these things, right? And they, they fall into place as they're supposed to. So, yeah, I'm surprised but not really shocked, right, that you wrote that just a few days ago. Yeah. And, you know, when we, when we think about the ancestral realm, and I will say this, a lot of what I've learned when it comes to this work, this piece of it, and I see it now aligning with my work work, right, because mm. healing is not just physical, it's spiritual as well. Um, you know, I've learned a lot from the loved ones I've had that have transitioned. And my mother, who has, um, told me something kind of, uh, sorry about that, outright, um, 
when she transitioned because, you know, I, that she was one that I could talk to about these things and, you know, experiences that I would have that seemed kind of out of ordinary. And what am I going to do? What do I do with this? Right. Mm-hmm. And so she knew a lot. So when she did transition, I'm like, where are you? How come I can't see you? You haven't visited. I have I can't hear you. And when she finally did, she told me there are levels that you have to go through before mm-hmm. you can come. Right. And I think that's kind of what you just spoke to, right? That's their, when we venerate them, we help them to ascend. You know, yep. people think about heaven, um, whatever we want to call it, but it's not just, it's not clear cut and dry in that way. And again, we don't know for sure, but I can tell you when your mother comes to you, that's transition. I know a little something right. that, you know, from her experience, but mm-hmm. it's not just one level. There's work to do. Mm-hmm. There's work to do. And I can get a little deep about what that work is, but I don't want to completely, you know, deter folks. But, um, yeah, there's there steps to get to the higher levels of ancestors. And there are ancestral kind of masters, and there's angels. There's different levels of the next space that we enter, the next round. <laughs> yes. Heavy, heavy. So, um. I don't want to uh, breeze over. It's it's a lot of comments coming in, but um, one comment came from uh, Daisy. She's always listening, tuned into us, and she's actually Asian. She said, "There's always an altar to honor our ancestors, so they will protect us from evil spirits, living and dead." That's right. That's right. That's right. To protect you, and believe me, I had a um, a Baba, a Baba Lyle. There, I I kind of follow Ifa if people aren't familiar with that that's um and I don't want to say follow it's it's, it's more of a lifestyle right mm-hmm. um and he told me that my ancestors don't play and anyone that wants to come against me will have to answer to them so she's right <laughs> that your ancestors <laughs> are there to support you and I know they have gotten me to this space I know I, I know for sure there's been some instances where I'm like I sometimes feel like I have to tell them, look don't don't hurt them <laughs> you know this person that's bothering me or whatever just let it go but yeah but she's right um and that's see that's that's the piece you can imagine if this is true right if this is true mm-hmm. then wouldn't that be the reason we're told not to do it when we were told no and we're still told not to do it right right this is true yeah and you know i i forgot to talk about the shadow work but that's a long conversation, but I will say um, there's pieces of us, right, that we all suppress. There's pieces of us that we don't allow others to see. I mean, I've done a lot of this shadow work myself, even to be able to have this conversation with you now. Mm-hmm. Um, a year ago, we would not be having it, you know, um, but I had to come to the, the place of working on the things that I, I suppressed in myself, this, you know, um, wanting to appear politically correct and wanting to fit in um, and fit the mold mm-hmm. on the frame that has been designed for us. But when you look at the things that you're oppressing, that's what's holding you back. Those are the blockages, right? So that's that shadow work. You know, if there's whatever is the thing that you don't want other people to see, you have to come to terms with that. And you have to work on accepting that. Like if you're one that you feel like, okay, how I really feel like my anger, I have to suppress, um, you know, be okay with that. Don't have shame in it. Yes, that's something that may be a challenge for you, mm-hmm. but it's also gotten you to certain phases in life as well, right? Because maybe you're more vocal. Maybe you don't let people run over you. And so say thank you to that anger. 
However, um, talk to, you know, yourself, your shadow self and say, thank you for the anger. However, we're going to need to make sure that we are really focusing it, you know, when we're using it. So that's part of that, the shadow work. But again, that's a longer conversation. Mm, that's heavy. Uh, that touch, that, that hit me right on the nose because I, I definitely used to have an anger issue when I was younger, but I overcame it. Mm. I, I, acknowledged mm-hmm. it at, I acknowledged it at an early age and I, I, I overcame it. Because I used to let mm-hmm. it, I used to let it just take right. control. Yeah, definitely. You receive it, right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, it's here. Um, now what am I going to do with it? Right. <laughs> Believe it or not, I still kind of suffer with that. And, you know, your, your big cousin was always pointing it out. My mom, she she pointed out, she pointed out because it's certain <laughs> certain stuff I say in in certain like she could feel that, you know what's spooky about like we talking about energy. How is it? I know it has to be something because for me to not even be looking at my mom in her face and I can walk past her and she knows something. That mm-hmm. right there, like that's just here on earth, like on the surface. I yep. know it got to be something behind everything else. Because all I'm yeah. doing is walking by her, not even giving her eye contact. Like, how does she know? Or how does your grandmother know? Or just certain people mm-hmm. that you know that's around you that have a connection with you. Like, they could just feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's So So I remember, I think it had to be maybe in my 20s. It was in adulthood when I realized that not everyone had that feeling. You know, like some of us could feel like, you know, I could feel like when someone walks into the room and and I don't see them or hear them, I could still feel them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought everyone had that same experience. I had no idea. I didn't realize that I was tapping in a little too much into other people's energy because then I started carrying, you know, some of their ailments and things. That's a whole nother conversation. Yep. Shantae um, is like but, that. Shantae like that. Yep. This is like Yeah. That. And it's and even physically, it could affect you if you don't protect your energy, you know. Um, but there's a, there's scientific reasons, too, for that. I mean, it's, it's spiritual, but I see science as spirituality. Um, because, you know, then now, you know, science just takes a little longer to catch up. Now they're looking at uh, us having these clouds around us, these micro clouds, that when you look at them underneath certain, you know, instruments, they look like an aura. Okay, that's called an aura. That's mm-hmm. an energy field, that's an aura. Right? right? And so when our, when our, our energy fields connect or, you know, um, kind of bump us against each other, which the science is showing us now, then, you know, there's a reaction that happens with each of us. Um, and there's also something called in your nervous system, in your brain, mirror neurons. And so as someone quoted, we're wired to perceive the mind of another being. Mm-hmm. And so that's what your mom, you and your mom are connected, right, on a neurological level. Mm-hmm. And she's picking up on your, the neurons are firing in either one of your brains as if you were experiencing that thing. So, and again, this is science, right? So let's say you're watching someone ride a bike the neurons in your brain will be firing as if you're riding that bike and you're just watching. What so when you have a mother, <laughs> yeah. No, no, slow down, <laughs> yeah. slow down. Yeah. That's crazy. That's real. <laughs> that's crazy. Yo. Yeah. That's wild. Damn. It's true. This that's... is true. You could research mirror neurons on your own. Yep. But you, and that just, that just, ah, oh, man, that's crazy, man. I, that just lets me know something else about 
my man's, I always give him big praise, man. But he 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 knows about this and he trying to tap into it. Elon with this damn Neuralink. You know what I mean? They trying to they, mm-hmm. trying, to, they trying to tap into it. Like how they know this is how they know they can they can put information in that particular spot. And it's going to be basically downloaded because it's already naturally. It's naturally in that. We already got it. Right. So you're basically about to make right. money off of it by controlling someone else's that they can already. Con- and this stuff is crazy. Information man. is in everything. Everything <laughs> allowed has information. In it. And it's processed through your body. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sheesh. Yeah. Now, we going, listen, I'm going to tell you this, Precious. We're going to bring you back. We're going to have to bring you back. So yeah. Somewhere down the line, we're going to have, a, we're going to, have to lock it on a, a specific thing. We're going to break you down into different categories, and we, we're going to bring you back a few times. But the, I had, my question okay. I have for you is, um, I'm sorry, what was it like writing your first book? Hmm. Okay, good question. So the first one was I co-authored. Um, I was invited to work with one of my colleagues, and that was interesting. I mean, it's definitely a labor of love that is like birthing something. Um, but in that case, the first one was like felt like a surrogate in a way, like birthing someone else's child. Mm. Um, so as much as I, I, I learned a lot from that. You know, I learned, I learned the ins and outs. I learned the business because there's so much into. Um, authorship and editors and publishers, um, contracts and all of that that I just didn't even know of. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely really helped me. Um, the second book, the book I, the first one I authored by myself, um, the self-regulation and mindfulness, that was like, that took a lot out of me, but it definitely was a culmination of all of my experiences and I wrote it during some challenging times even, so very rewarding um, being able to, you know, really produce something that I could, um, you know, highlight even my, my family in the book and thank them and show my grandparents and mother and those who have now transitioned, mm-hmm. you know, in a book, the culmination of all of their efforts that they fed into me. And I know there's some ancestors that are out there that were writing. Right. I know that's right. that you're doing that work. Yeah. Right. Uh, Sink, if you're still in here, uh, can you do me a favor and can you put the title of Precious Books in the uh, chat so people can um know what to look, know what they're looking for, and know where to look for it, where to get it. So uh, you have you have one, you have a new one coming, or is it already? Yeah. Is, is it complete? Yeah. So there's um. The first book, uh, Raising Kids with Sensory Processing Disorder, just came out with the second edition. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so there's, there's three. And then the fourth book uh, will be released. It's up for pre-orders now, and it'll be out in May officially. Um, and that's the book on trauma that I had mentioned. So That's going to hit the Yeah, so it's hard. completed. Yeah. That's going to hit yeah. hard. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna, yeah. I want to make sure I get all of them. Um, Shantae has the um the first one. I didn't get a chance to um you know read it, but I, I want to get my own copy anyway because I read a little different. I got I got um, okay okay. I think I got ADD. I don't know if I got it anymore. Based off, I mean, hmm. this conversation. 
All I know. Right. You have a creative mind. <laughs> yeah. Go with that. So who are who are some people that you looked up to? Hmm. Okay, I would say so people I looked up to, I mean I definitely just family. Um mm-hmm. that's I have to start with that because I mean and not to sound mushy, but I love our family. Like they're I fun, and, we, you know. We, I do too. We, we all like that, though. We all say the same yeah. thing. We all say that. Yeah. At least, at least once out of the week, someone says it. Yeah, just highly motivating. Like you, and that's the piece that I just can't wait to get back around because that's what really pushed me. And it wasn't even about accolades or checking boxes. It's more of that. Like you can do whatever you want to do, right? Feeling like go out and you don't. You can go to college. You don't have to. Like just do you. Like that. (laughs) That is, you know what? And I tell people that too. Okay, I have yes, I have four degrees. I have two doctorates. That's my thing, right? That's not for everyone else. Some people are great at DJing. You may be great at dance and designer. Do what your soul journey is supposed to do. And I think that's what really um, pushed me. Um, people that I looked up to, yeah, my, my mother and my grandparents, my aunts, you know, I grew up with them. My mother was young when she had me. And so I grew up with them, my, you know, and my elders, um, right. all of our great aunts. Right. Man. And then I think, you know, <laughs> I'm just thinking it's funny. It's funny. Cause it's like some people, some people don't understand. Like when I'm, when I'm in school, when I'm younger, when I'm uh, just as an adult at work, people don't understand like the connection that we have with our great aunts and uncles is crazy. Like when when, mm-hmm. when stuff like when we like when we have you know we lose somebody, man, it's devastating. Like, and it's like mm-hmm. man, like this is your mom's aunt, but like yo, you don't understand, man. Like this connection was crazy. Like this is yeah, it's like all right, this is my great aunt, but this is my aunt, like. We didn't, we didn't right. We never even hour. looked at it that way. We never looked at it like that. I mean, it was great to have mm-hmm. you as an aunt already, but I mean, just to throw the great aunt, great in front of aunt, we was already doing it. You know what I mean? Without, right. Without it, you know, right. doing the uh, generational gap or anything like that. It's dope. It's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely have to, you know, honor them in that way for sure. So are there any, uh, like, was there like a professor or any like celebrities or, you know, someone that you looked up to outside of family? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so growing up, I, and I don't know if you remember this show, Fame, because you're a little bit younger. I remember. Oh. I remember. I, uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. We ain't going to do that. This is Jamil. Okay. This is Jamil. And I, I definitely remember Fame. Okay. Because my, my cousin Keita used Thanks. to watch it all the time and I hated it. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you know. Fame, I want to live forever. You, I hated it. <laughs> you didn't like Leroy at all? No. 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 Okay. If, I, if I see Leroy, I'm smacking him. <laughs> I love Fame. So I love Debbie Allen. She was oh, my she, idol. She was about the only was person. She was about the only person I did like. I love Debbie Allen. Okay. And her sister. Okay. It's Felicia. Okay. That's right. That's right. And so Debbie Allen, um, you know, she definitely inspired me as a dancer. Like she just, it's like, just go out there, right? Give it your all. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't hold back, you know, and that's 
that's life lessons too. You know, she's just powerful. So I definitely yeah. looked up to her. Yeah, but but as much as I, I dislike the show, I can tell you the, the theme song verbatim. <laughs> oh, I know. We have, a, have to have a sing off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Miss Debbie Allen, legend. All right, so that, that makes sense because you light on your feet. Mm -hmm. I can see that. I can yeah, see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like to dance at the barbecues. <laughs> dance at the barbecues. You, you praise dance at the times when we need it. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. You heavy footwork out there. You you, you get loose out there. You know what I'm <laughs> I try. I try. Wow. Uh, so uh, tell us about the website um, that you created. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I felt like, um, and it's still in the works, right? But just having a community, you know, we we are people of community, mm. and we need that. Even though we have, you know, our social media platforms, but just kind of a safe space, even to have these conversations that we're having now. We know that not everyone's comfortable, right, with that, um, or may may you know still be going through their growth, and so. BlackSpirituality.org, you know, I have a couple of forums and groups on there. And, you know, I share things about the podcast, um, upcoming events, but also, you know, where people can reach out or message me. They have questions. Uh, you know, I have people say, you know, I'm new to this. What does this mean? Or I had this experience. Is that okay? Like, you know, so just being able to connect uh, in a safe space. And that's dope. That's dope. And I was really intent. Yeah. I'm definitely mm -hmm. going to... Um... I mean, you, I think you sent that, you sent that, uh, with the headshots, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So I can definitely, um, you know, we posting recaps and stuff from here. I'll, I'll uh, attach that, you know, to the clips and stuff like that. Uh, okay. what was that? What was I about to say? Um, damn. Oh, you, <laughs> you, so you spoke on meditation. This is what I really want to hear about this. So you said you, you meditated mm -hmm. before you, you came here. You did some well, I did a yeah, yoga. I, it was yoga. a yoga session, but yoga. Yeah. yeah, but meditation is my daily practice at least at least twice a day intentionally. But sometimes I'll be meditating when people don't realize it. But mm -hmm. yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> so, so what is the all right to explain to someone how to where to begin? Like, how would you explain that? How would mm -hmm. you explain where to begin when it comes to meditation? And what what are some things? So, uh, what are some important factors of meditation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's, um, people view it differently, right? But I think, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, and I shared my spiritual journey, kind of where I'm at, and I, I don't identify with a specific religion per se, but I heard a pastor, I believe he was from a Baptist church, and he was actually... They were at some conference and he was advocating for meditation. And what he said was, we do a lot of begging and pleading, you know, with God to give me this. I need this. Um, what about this? Why is this happening? Right. Mm -hmm. And even he said the teaching during the sermons, right, is just a lot of talking. Where's the, where's the moment where you stop? to digest it? Where's the moment where you connect to that? And where is the time where you listen? Mm -hmm. Where's the listening mm -hmm. piece, right? So the meditation piece is about being still, 
um, just being still and just being. Now, a lot of people will say, you have to shut out all the messages, you know, all the noise in your brain when you're meditating, mm-hmm. which you may get to that point, but I don't see it that way. I think um, you allow whatever messages um, or thoughts that are coming, you allow them to gently, you know, roll through your mind. Um, don't struggle with pushing them out, um, but just let them be. Mm-hmm. I like to sit still um, with a candle. You know, you can use sound. You can use sound. You know, some people believe it has to be completely silent. But listen, it's something about a drum with us. And that drumming, yeah, um, yeah. you know, really is a connection to spirit. So, you know, you may want to put on some African drumming or some shamanic drumming yep. um, and sit still in a place that's comfortable for you. Um, and just be, even if it's just for five minutes or so. Um, so it's just about, you know, having that moment of connecting to self, connecting to spirit, connecting to your ancestors. You know, you may want to have, you don't have to have it. I mean, I say you have to have an ancestral altar, but that's not your thing. Fine. But you should have an altar for your higher self. Mm. You know, you should have an altar where, you know, you sit whatever things you like. I love crystals. So, okay, I'm going to have crystals. I'm going to have nice smelling soy candles. I'm going to have water. Um, you know, I typically have the elements, right? Earth, wind, fire, not just the, oh, you know, <laughs> the music group. Yeah, but listen, you. they do something. Listen, look at their album covers, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. And listen yeah, to their lyrics. Uh, okay. So Earth, Wind, and Fire knew what they were doing and they knew they chose their name strategically. So anyway, so I, you know, I choose the elements and I have them available for me. And then you just, you just be still. Mm. That's it. It's not that complicated. Like people like to make it. So, and some people like to do rocking. Now, if you ever went to a black church and you hear the pastor talking and look out in the audience, what are the people doing? I know my family did rocking back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. That rocking, that rocking in itself, and this is my whole science and spirituality talk, is releasing endorphins and dopamine in your body, which is allowing you to actually go into a meditative state. Wow. So some people do like to rock when they're sitting, you know, mm-hmm. and they're meditating. Yeah, mm. it's, it's the equivalent to when someone's laying down and they're rocking their feet. They're, they're, That's they're right. Putting their body into a, 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 a trance where it can actually relax and go to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. Damn. So even just rock, like I rock at times. So that's a form of like, I, I may just be sitting there just thinking about something and I, you know, I find myself doing like a, you know, like a mild rock or sometimes I, I just be like tapping, tapping my knee or something, mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. gather, gather my thoughts. And sometimes I don't have anything in my mind at all. I'm just sitting there. Mm-hmm. At least it feels like that. So, yeah, so you just you're sitting there and you're kind of just going, even with when you're listening to certain music mm-hmm. and everybody has, you know, you have that head nod going back and forth and you're not engaging with the other people, you just kind of into it, right? <laughs> that puts you in a meditative state. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy, man. We, we are meditating subconsciously. That's why it's so much of an escape. If you're a lover of music or dance, like when I used to dance, I was in a meditative state. When I was there, yeah, you're right because you kind of zone out. You just hear the music. You don't hear. You don't see people. I know me. Like when it comes to like getting in the middle of the party or something, I stop seeing people out there. Like every so often, I might get a glimpse of somebody. I mean, they hype you up, and then you just go back into a zone. Yeah, 
Yep. So, so all of that is meditating. That's right. Now, some people may say, you know, there are things that we call mindfulness, right? That you're mindful, like when you're cooking, for instance, right? And you're not thinking about what happened before your day or after. You're just in that, that moment that's being mindful. But I do believe if you are, if you sit in intention and be mindful for a certain period of time, right? Then you start to slip into that meditative state. Mm. I, f- I fall into a trance a lot of times. I start visualizing stuff like, yo, I, mean, I can't wait to do this. I might, yeah. Might be in the, right in the yeah. middle of cooking eggs or something, but just thinking like that, though. That's crazy, man. Yeah, and you know, but when you're visualizing, like, that's the thing that we don't do a lot of anymore as adults. Remember, you used to daydream and imagine mm-hmm. and you know there's a lot of talk now about manifestation even in you know religious organizations they're telling their you know congregations to make vision boards right so but imagination is a place to start you want to bring something into fruition you want to bring it into your life daydream you know i i can tell you the stuff that i daydreamed about that definitely came true yes yeah thoughts definitely manifest reality mm-hmm that's crazy, man. We That's all, great. We there all you go. meditating out here. Drop a bomb, DJ. <laughs> CMP Radio, cmpradio.net. You are tuned in and watching Mike Check. One, two, one, two with Melo Jamil B and DJ Darrell. If you're on the road, download the Live 365 app. Listen to us uninterrupted. Keyword CMP Radio. Mike Check. One, two, one, two. And if you're uh, not listening to us live on 365 or tuned into this on Facebook, you can always catch us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, and also Apple Podcast. Keyword M dot I dot C dot space check one two one two. Yeah. Precious, you heavy. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I told you, listen, I can go a little too deep. Yeah. Now ain't no sense, man. We ain't shallow <laughs> up here. We not shallow up here. Cause that's why I said this is this is the one of many. This is this is how we kicking this off. And but the next we gonna uh, figure okay. we gonna figure this out so they can see your lips moving when you're talking. Okay. And now you got you got people meditating, looking at your picture, trying to see how you put the words together. You know what I mean? You think you slick? You force meditation. You you use the ancestors to to mess with the audio, and now you know what I mean. You force the entire audience to meditate. You slick. You, you know, running this family, a lot of wit. Our, it's a lot of wit in this family, man. A lot of witty individuals. That's true. That's true. We'll say that. <laughs> Dang, man. Yeah, man. We cause we gotta we gotta bring you back. We got to bring you back. I don't know how we we, we gonna set it up. We gonna set it up. Cause we need you know what? Yeah, we we gonna talk behind the scenes because we it's it's a few things that we definitely need to like certain things we brush over because for the sake of time. But it's certain mm-hmm. things like I like. Out of everything you said, I'm definitely going to listen back because I know some things I probably missed. But I want to zero mm-hmm. zero in on a few of these things because we we skim over some of these topics, you know, as we do our shows every week. Every week is, is something in there that's something of this nature. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. basically what I'm telling you, you you never going too deep on here. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Never okay. Go- We'll, yeah. we'll have to tap into some energy readings then. So. Absolutely. Right. And I, and, I, and I will say, uh, <laughs> no one really ran away from the live chat either. 
Like they've been locked and loaded. Okay. Like so now you oh, that's good. <laughs> you done turned some couch potatoes into meditators. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. We need that. We need the healing. So So uh again, we definitely need to drop uh <clears throat> your your website where people can actually reach out to you directly. Because I'm not even gonna entertain the social media thing because you're you 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 precious St. Patrick on social media and I don't know what's going on. You ghosting. <laughs> so I mean you pop you pop in real quick and disappear like Carmen San Diego or something. <laughs> but look, I'm getting better. So it is a goal. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't give that information. Um but I do so the my podcast is Black God is Healing and Manifestation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on social media, it's Instagram. Um, it's dr for Doctor Dr. Period underscore G underscore PhD. Um, and then it's black blackspirituality dot org. So the podcast is on blackspirituality dot org. You can find it there. It's a link on Instagram, um, but you can just Google, you know, Apple Podcasts, all the major podcasts. Um, You'll find Black Goddess Spirituality, Black Goddess Healing, excuse me, and Manifestation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but BlackSpirituality.org uh, is the site. Yeah, and you can definitely find a link to the podcast. Okay. Yep, right. that's the site. You know, you- yeah, and I'm I'm starting to do segments on science and spirituality, so that's a new project. So you know, that's something we can explore too. Doing science and spirituality segments. Yeah, you know what? Anytime you say science. I definitely want to hear. Oh, check that out. All right, Queen V Vlog. Put the put it right in the chat. Nice. See that? <laughs> that's Par- that's sister there. Parallel. That's <laughs> parallel right there. Yo, she, I just told her she looked just like you in this picture she posted the other day. It was funny. But um Yeah, I thought. <laughs> so you you seen it too then? I did. I did see that. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, oh, man, oh, man. I mean, listen, anything else that you want to put out there before, you know, we let you go? I mean, I feel like I know you have a whole lot that you could put out there, but is there anything that we missed or anything that you um, forgot to mention? No, um, yeah, I would just say, you know, with the connection we, and I didn't know we were going to talk as much about the ancestors, and I'm glad we did. Mm -hmm. Um, and to explore that a little bit more, you know, there's sometimes, and I was just speaking to a loved one about this, you know, we, we hop from church to church or you hop from religion to religion. And I will say, I am thankful for my foundation that my family gave me, you Mm -hmm. know, and growing up in a church and the family and the connection that we had taught me a lot, especially about community. But if you're feeling like there are, there's still gaps and, you know, your spiritual journey explore you know african spiritual traditions there's so much out there i can't even run the list down right i mentioned ifa and yoruba traditions but there's so much there that is actually the foundation of a lot of the practices that we learned here in western society so yeah i just encourage people to look more into um your african spiritual tradition right find out who you are yeah exactly yeah. Um, so do you, what do you, do you know about chakras? I probably, I know this is probably a rhetorical question, but. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, I I'm, do. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. Um, I, I know how to spell it and I've heard it plenty <laughs> of times, but I don't know the first thing about it. I heard, I heard it's like 117 or something like that. It's a whole bunch, but it's like, in uh, to, it's like, uh, X amount of main chakras. Is that right. right. Is that right? Right. And so the chakras really are energy fields that are through your body. Um, and, you know, so there is a lot of connection to spirituality, and but also just kind of back to my, my thing, there's definitely a connection to the science and neurology. Um, so there's people often talk about the seven major chakras. Okay. That so if you were, you know, you picture somebody sitting, you know, um, sitting still, uh, crisscross applesauce position on the floor in that yoga pose, right? Mm -hmm. And you start from the bottom, kind of by like their their feet, you know, towards the bottom, and that they call it the root chakra. And then you know those energy fields, the seven energy fields, go all the way up from the floor to the top of your head, which would be your crown chakra. Mm -hmm. And really the colors that you see connected to that, um, you know, think about the colors of the rainbow you learned in school, Roy D. Biv. Mm -hmm. So, you know, red, orange, yellow, um, green, blue, you know, so it goes in that same pattern, right? Mm -hmm. In actuality, those, and I won't go too far because we could probably talk about that again if, we, if I join you, right? Um, but it's bundles of nerves that are really lining your your nervous system. Right. And yes. those bundles of, of nerves are kind of like in, energy hubs, if you will. So you, um, you want to be able to operate from your highest chakra, the root chakra, your um, sacral chakra, you, we often have blockages there from our lived experiences, blockages from abuse or just various things, um, even blockages from our diet. Um, you know, we have a lot of intestinal issues yeah. and things of that nature, which I've experienced myself with a diagnosis of celiac disease and a lot of knowing a lot of people with gut issues. You have to look at what energy fields are being blocked. And that's where a lot of that you know, the um, Asian medicine, right? Uh, different traditions there. They really, they know some stuff. And so do we, but we don't, you know, we're kind of disconnected from our African traditions, but um, we're getting better. But that, those, the energy work, when you do energy work and energy healing will allow you to, it could actually help you physically with the physical manifestation of those blockages. Mm. Uh, I don't want to OD on saying heavy, but heavy. Yeah, that's heavy. <laughs> that's heavy. I feel right at home right now. Yeah, I, I bet you do. I'm usually the guy. Okay. I'm, I'm usually the guy. He's usually the one. If you Big you facts. if you if you read the show's bio, you'll see he's that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is Jimmy Shocker over here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. You got to operate higher, right? You got to elevate, operate at a higher Highest vibration. frequency possible. Mm -hmm. That's right. He, he, he be stabbing them with this pineal gland. People be haul assing off here. <laughs> ah, he said it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and the connection to melanin, right? Yep, right. See, listen, man, people get spooked, man. The thought of them thinking they have a third eye is just scares people. They scared to look in the mirror. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I bet you how many of them were walking around with the eye around, you know, on them the tattoos that everyone was getting oh and not realizing right, that's not a pineal realize. gland. Absolutely, it's a pineal gland. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is the pineal gland. If you like, if you cut the image of the brain in half, that's what it looks like. That's the image that. Listen, if we were on video, I had my brain model here because I teach neuroanatomy, so I would yeah. show you the image. Of, it looks just like it. It looks yeah. just like it. Oh my god, we, we man, we working on that. We gonna get, we gonna get that. We gonna get that. We gonna get this right. I'm telling you, like I said, this this is just the first first interview. You know, I mean, we gonna get this. This is going. This is gonna become something. I'm telling you because. These, these are topics that, I mean, these are a lot of things we need to speak on. You know what I'm saying? A whole, a whole lot of these things, spirit, spiritually, and even when it comes to, like, you know, the, the sensory stimulation and stuff like that, the benefits of that. Because I, mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of learned about that from work, you know, being at work in, in geriatric care. I, I learned about it because they had this machine called the um, vector machine, and it, it was for sensory. Mm. Yeah. Or snoozing, snoozelling, that's what they call it also. Yeah. You know, yep. You know, yep. you know about that? Yep. Yeah. And, and that, that, that yep. thing was crazy. So it had like lights. It had, um, you know, certain stuff for like sensitivity when you squeeze it. It, it had a uh, something on there for, for sense to come out of it, for sounds. Like it was something for audio and stuff like that. And that little bit of knowledge, like, you know, when I went to go see Shantae in, um, was down there with Bailey because sis does this thing where she just walk away and soon she walks away, Bailey just start turning up. And I'd be like, Franny, please. She she, <laughs> she, she wanna cough. She wanna try to pull her oxygen out her nose and, and all this stuff. She just turn up because she and she be looking dead at me like I know you scared. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> one particular time sis was like in the shower or something. So I'm like, yo, I'm about to try this the light thing. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm gonna try to find some lights. So I found uh, something on YouTube. It was like sensory stimulation. It was like, it was like different uh, different light shows, but it was playing like lullaby music, and she was locked in. Mm-hmm. Like yo, this is crazy. Yeah, that and that's the thing too that when, I mean, tapping into your senses. Uh, I mean, we have to do that, especially for our babies. Mm -hmm. um, but you want to try to have more than one thing at a time. So mm. you had the light and you had the music. That's that multi-sensory approach. Mm. And because we operate in life with not just one sense, right? You don't just use your vision or you don't just use your sound. You use a multitude of them. So right. when you're using approaches, you need to do, use that same philosophy. So you want to make sure you have, you're tapping into more than one sense. And then on top of that, if you have that going and then you're doing like a nice lavender lotion massage on her at the same time, that's really helping her nervous system to develop. Absolutely. You hear that, sis? Absolutely. She can hear it somewhere. That's crazy, though. <laughs> that, that lavender is, is key. Yeah. Yes. I always mm -hmm. knew it was something special about that color. I wore it to the prom. I knew it. See that? I've been out here. Y'all y'all late. <laughs> Had lavender gators on. Ah! I've been out here. Shaka Valley. Say no. Yeah, that's, that's crazy though. And like thinking about that, how many how we use like multiple senses at once. Like 
you can see something that makes you jump back and fall and then you'll cry. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. three three things right there. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I mean there's there's parts of your before you even get to your brain, there's parts on your brain stem that respond to sound and to sight at the same time. That's why if you hear a bang or someone calls your name, you automatically turn your head. These are like really like they call it the lizard brain mm -hmm. reactions that we have in your brainstem. I mean, okay, now I'm going too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when they down the street. Yeah, I get it. So. DJ Durellish. Yeah. He turned around. <laughs> yeah, we shut up. All right, cause you listen, you literally stay for the whole show, so now you gotta stay with the whole show. Now we gonna get into the hot ten. Okay. All right, let's go. Hot, 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 right. hot, hot, ten. All right, number one. Number one. When you think of the song Brown Skin by India Irie, how would you describe it in one word? Am I answering this before? We're all, we all <laughs> we, we're, we're all answering. I mean, it, it's, it's always a little hesitant because oh. people trying to figure out what, what, what kind of... One word? Yeah. You, you, Celestial. Okay. Okay. I I, mm -hmm. I I get a sense of warmth from it, if that makes sense. You got that, DJ? Can you play a little, just that part? You probably got it. But yeah, Brown Skin by India Irie, folks. To those. Yeah. See. You know, I'm biased on this. Um, oh, it's going to sound bad. I love the song and I love her. I, I feel her trauma when she sings that song. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. definitely it's definitely right on the sleeve. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, listen, man, you ain't saying nothing out the way. Ain't ain't no such thing as bias. You know what I mean? The title says it all. Yeah, I mean Yeah, it's it's beautiful. You know, I don't want people to take it the wrong way. It's beautiful, but it just yeah, it's like it's traumatic. I can feel every yeah. bit of it when she sings it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's All right. Yeah. So I mean, when I, I remember when I first heard, like, it, it's such a smooth vibe, man. And her voice is just crazy, man. And to me, it's just like mm -hmm. without even being there, I feel like she didn't have no shoes on when she was singing. <laughs> if, if that makes any sense, she definitely didn't have shoes on. You got it. Or we just gonna move to. All right. Number two. Number two. If there was or is a song that could be a lullaby for you, what song would it be? If there was a song that is or was that could be a lullaby for you, what song would it be? Hmm. A lullaby. Hmm. Something that will rock you to sleep, but it's not because the song is boring, but it's so soothing that it just lay me down. You know what I'm saying? Huh. Okay. He said summer madness, cool in the game. Um, the crazy thing is, like, I, I want the um the instrumental to Dead President. Which one? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Mary J. I'm going to say, 
Oh, go ahead. No, go go now. I was just reading the comments. We we got some people in the comments. On um, Queen V said music soul child beautiful. Yeah. Uh Watts said Mary J. Blige. What were you gonna say, Precious? I like Childish Gambino, so I'm gonna say his song Terrified. That yeah, that's, okay. that's, okay. that's a good one. That's, <laughs> and you know what the crazy thing is? He has a couple of them, but that's a good one. Uh, yeah. It did yeah, a whole album, but yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That that feel like summer joined by him is crazy too. When he put everybody in there animated and all that. But the crazy thing is, yeah. um, a couple of times I have went to sleep. Like, I, I love the Isley Brothers. I love the Whispers. But the crazy thing oh, is, like, yeah. as loud as he is on this song, I went to sleep to uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, what's, the, what's the title of it? True devotion. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, true devotion. <laughs> yeah, that joint. That's that's like a like I can go to sleep, even though Philip Bailey is screaming like going all the way up, but it's still it's like soothing mm-hmm. because you know I mean the way they come yeah. together, their voices, the instrumentation, and then the lyrics. It's just like wow, lyric that I never know, but I, I can feel it though. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, any of the old school stuff, right? Or even Human Nature by Michael, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, the winning. <laughs> human Nature. As soon as that joint dropped, it's just like, I can, I can do Human Nature or SWV. That's that's always been a feel-good <laughs> song for me. Coco and them, you know what I mean? Because it's Human Nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me see. What we got? Number three. Number three. Name a place you would go just for food. Uh, a place I would go just for food. This said anything by Nina Simone, Shantae. Yeah. A uh, place I would go. Mm. A certain place I would go. A place you would go just for food, like anywhere in the world. Mm. Mm. Santiago, Chile. Okay. That's, that sounds like something I I put on my food here, but <laughs> pure ignorance would make me say that. I'm gonna say India. That that too. Okay. Sheesh. That too. That that was my second choice. Mm. It's just all I think about is spicy food in India, man. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wanna. I definitely wanna go to India just to taste their version of. Molly Molly Kofta. Oh, see, see, you talking what I don't know. Yeah. Now you about to get uh, everybody. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. You never had Molly Kofta. Try it. I thought you were gonna say run into a train <laughs> or something. I never know with you. Nah. Now I'm, I'm, I, I would definitely. Um, I want to say Jamaica. I want to. Uh, but I don't eat chicken no more. Nah, I ain't. I ain't gonna say Jamaican. I ain't gonna. See, I, no, I, but their food is so good. I'm messing around and go somewhere and break my diet. It's the spices. We chasing them spices. We definitely chasing them spices. And Trevor Noah said that. I mean, people always trying to write our history out. He's like, yo, we should take our spices back and see what their foods would taste like. See their recipe. <laughs> said we should when they when they erase <laughs> our history, we should take all our spices and herbs and see what the hell they eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. And the plants we brought with the seeds in our hair. Absolutely. So. Mm. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I probably go uh somewhere like in Asia or India. Or just in the middle, because they're right there. All right, number four. Number four. All right. 
It's the freak Nick. Freak section right here. Adina Howard. No. <laughs> Adina Howard. All right. All right. <laughs> when it comes when it comes to Adina Howard, freak like me, nasty grind or t-shirt and panties. Right there. You see what she said right there? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we all grown here. Come on. T-shirt and panties, yeah. That, uh, that, that's the that. one. Yeah, that's the one. You know why that's the one? That's the one across the board. And the thing about it is, mm-hmm. if, if 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 a woman selects that song, you have you have no choice but to go with it. Right. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. That is the one. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, precious. Oh, it's like, nah. No. <laughs> Listen, I'm 40 plus years old. Right? <laughs> you don't look like it. You an idiot. Thanks. Right. <laughs> you already know, man. It's the homie Ace Hood checking in. You dig? And what we doing today, man? We... This boy just hitting buttons back there, man. <laughs> this boy got ants in his pants. Get him out of the engineering room. Alright, <laughs> number four. This boy is tripping, man. <laughs> oh my like idiot for telling you looking right at her about life. Oh my god. All right, number five. <laughs> number five. This is a mess, guys. All right. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Help us. Number five. TLC. <laughs> Creep. Baby, baby, baby. Waterfalls or red light special. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, red light. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go with red light. I'm gonna go with baby, 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 baby. Yeah, I was gonna say red, red light. I'm definitely yeah. going with the red light. Hey, good. Say I'm again. <laughs> Creep, baby, baby, baby. Waterfalls or red light special. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. Pull yourself together, man. I know, man. <laughs> Fell apart like Mr. Potato Head. Oh, baby. Cool on show, creep, <laughs> creep. All right, check you out after oh, those man. those DJ sessions. You creeping? You know what, cuz T-shirt and panties and red light special number six, man. Number six. Precious is something else. What's the first song? That comes to mind when you hear the word break. The old school joint. Okay. Like what? Yeah. These are the breaks. Okay. These are the breaks. Breaks? Yeah. Break. What's um, the, the first song that comes to mind when you hear the word break? I don't know the name of the song, but something from Breaking Two. You know, which it's like just this something from electronic the, uh, audio. Yeah. Okay. You talking about Turbo and though? Breaking two. Yeah. Part two. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one. <laughs> First one was classic, but part two was they went all out. Like, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. I'm about to. I'm gonna learn how to break dance when my hand heal. I want to try anything. <laughs> um, <clears throat> break for me is uh, damn. What is break? Break, 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 break. 
yes. I put it there too. It's an initial for something. Break, break, break. <laughs> Brooke Sanchez breaking my legs. Like, I don't know. That's crazy. Nah. <laughs> break me the Kit Kat song. Give me a break. Give me a break. Oh, break sorry. me off. Speak to that Kit Kat. He reached. What we, number seven. <laughs> Number seven. Wow. Check this out. What's your favorite song by Earth, Wind, and Fire? Um, and that was no accident. It wasn't. Mm. Oh, it's so it. many. Think about it. You got 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Mine. <clears throat> Break up the makeup. Oh, September. September. That's a yes. Good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a that's a nice end of the summer song. I should that should be my that should be my favorite. Seeing that my birthday's in September, but reasons. Lover's holiday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All them. Keep your head to the side. That joint yeah. made me cry. That that's that joint right there. Yeah, that's the one. That joint make my eyes water. I don't even know why. I like. <laughs> And it, I think that song is like triumphant, but it just makes my eyes water. Especially at the end when they be like, <laughs> Well, and that song is powerful too. Look at the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to look at it now, especially since it already was making me cry without even knowing the words. <laughs> but yeah, mine's just reasons. Reasons just like. I don't mm. know, man. It's just, mm-hmm. it just rolling, and then and then my grandma loved it, too. You know what I mean? So Yeah, that's a good one. You know what I'm saying? September is a, yeah, it's a, yeah. Man, man, they got they got the catalog. All yep. Right. All right, number eight. Number eight. Making a complete U-turn from what you're doing right now, where do you see yourself? Damn, I didn't expect that many crickets. I I had to process it. So, are we making a U-turn from our goals, or what? From from making a complete U-turn from where you are right now. Right now, where do you see yourself? Okay, I got you. I got you. Making a complete U-turn from where you are right now. Where do I see myself? Right. Mm, Okay. Ah, in the southern hemisphere. Okay. Hmm. I'm in Interesting. A, I'm, I'm in a courtroom, right? Why? It's what? I'm in a courtroom, but I'm defending, you know what I mean, right. somebody. I'm a prosecutor, or I'm, I'm an attorney. Gotcha. You hmm. know what I'm saying? <clears throat> that, was, that was like, I remember, like, tracing all the way back. That was like, I was like, yo, I want, I want to do that. And it always seemed like it was something that people in my family didn't have. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. But it then it disappeared when I went on this trip and met this engineer. His job seemed cool. And, you know, I went to school for that for a little bit. And then, boom, dropped out. But, yeah, definitely um, some, some kind of attorney. Heavy, talking crazy in there. What you going to hmm. say, Precious? I'm sorry. No, I was listening. You good? Uh, 
I, I think I'd be sitting somewhere in a rainforest with dreadlocks and healing people. <laughs> yeah. That's, so you, so you'd have been over there with Dr. Savy. You probably in South America. Yeah. You probably somewhere in South America with me. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Probably be playing football. You said with dreads in the in the jungle healing somebody. Walk, walking around with a banana leaf romper on. <laughs> <laughs> He went too far. Hey, yo, man. This boy. Yo. A banana leaf romper. Yo. Banana fall on you. Yo. That's crazy, man. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, what about you, DJ? I said playing, probably playing football. Okay. Mm-hmm. He out there cracking them off. Plop! Now they got to send them over to South America for you to hear them, Precious, because you <laughs> He didn't broke somebody, <laughs> help somebody tear their meniscus. <laughs> All right. What number? All right, number nine. You are mistaken. The question was. Is this boy? Yeah, he's, he's crazy. I don't know what he's talking yeah, about. All crazy. right, number nine. Number he's nine. Shut up. What's your favorite song today? So, pressure. The way we do this is. Um, Say there's a song you've been hearing all day, or there's a song you've been you had on repeat, or there's just something that you you thinking of that you want to listen to. At some point today, you're going to listen to. That's what they, that's what we mean by that. So, what's your favorite song today? Oh, I have two. Okay. Um. Okay, so I guess Jasmine Sullivan. I need you back. Oh my god. And. Beyonce bow down. <laughs> what the? F- okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what kind of message. G, look out. I don't know what kind of message this is. <laughs> I need you bad, but bow down. That sounds about right. You know what? <laughs> that sounds exactly right. <laughs> Women, man. I need you bad, but bow down. Bow down on your way in. Bitches in your bitches in your bitches while you're bowing down. That's crazy. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Well, mine is Me versus Me by Moneybag Yo. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I'm in my Moneybag Yo bag. I had man, my car smelled like drugs earlier. Ain't no one nothing in there. I'm just listening to him. For real, man. Money bag, man. It just felt like I was hot boxing and I wasn't smoking. <laughs> Money bag, yo, nice. Me versus me. And that's what I'm living. It's me versus me because that's the only person in my way right now. So that's why that song is like heavy. That's basically what he's saying in the song. Like, it's, it's so crazy. It's like, I ain't really worried about nobody, compete with nobody, or I, don't, I may not even have competition because it's me versus me. I got to outdo myself. Or I got to get out of my own way. So, that's all mm-hmm. inspired to me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How about you, bro? Um, It was Kame. Kame? Kame. Okay. That's my song of the day. All right, all right, all right. DJ, did you say yours? No. Uh, Ace Hood, Go Get It remix with Beanie Siegel, Buster Rhymes, Pusha T, and Styles P. When the hell did that come out? Yesterday. <laughs> 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 I, that's an old listener. 
Yeah, send that to me. All right. We're at the finish line, folks. Number 10. Number 10. Now, I'm curious to know who's going to fill in this blank. Growth and expansion is not to boast in a mansion. Triangles to make your journey worth blank. So I'm going to read the sentence again. Growth and expansion is not to boast in a mansion. Triangles to make your journey worth blank. <laughs> I, just thought of, I just thought of a curse word, but I'm not going to say it. Nah, now you can listen, man. Shut up. This thing is... This thing, I have to think of something better. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, you're going to say it. I'm going to read it again. And Cuss I'm, it up. Cuss no, it up, please. No. Listen, we listen on the explicit podcast. Please say it. I All can't right. wait to hear this. <laughs> All right, here we go. Don't be ashamed. The ancestors listening. Growth and expansion <laughs> is not to boast in the mansion. Triangles to make your journey worth shit. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Simple and plain. <laughs> Simple and plain. And she said it. She she lifted her lip up. She said shit. She tapped into the country, the countryside of the family. Yeah, that that one that, that has steam coming off it. <laughs> Two new flies. <laughs> Down home with book bags on to take more shit on their travels. All right, listen. Shout out to everybody supporting us by way of Cash App. Shout out to everybody listening to us uh, via Live365 and tuned in live uh, on Facebook. Um, yes, man, uh, I want to thank you, Precious, a.k.a. Dr. G, for, you know, blessing our, yeah. pla- blessing our platform with your presence. Um, really appreciate you. Like I said, this is just one interview. We're definitely coming back. We got to revisit because... And we're going to talk behind the scenes how we're going to put it, another show together because there's some things that I really feel like we need to tap into and the community need to really hear. You know what I'm saying? We got worldwide okay. listeners. So, you know what I mean? Definitely. Um, Is there anything? Well, I'm here for it. Anything you want to say, uh, let, them, let them know where they can find you again before I do the outro. Yeah, you can go to blackspirituality.org. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Dr. Period underscore D underscore PhD. Yeah. All right. That's it. And on that website, <laughs> you can also see uh, her books. If you want to order the books, they're on the website. Yes. Um. <clears throat> and again, man, thank you all for tuning in. I like that we had this audience locked in like this. I'm, I've been watching y'all. I appreciate y'all. That's how I know we. You know, what I mean, it was something worth you know listening <clears throat> to today. And you know. Another big thanks to my big cousin, Precious. You know what I'm saying? Even though she looked younger than me. Anytime. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I go by the name Mello. Jamil B. The DJ. DJ The Ram. And this has been Mike Check, Mike Check. One, two, one, two. I'll let y'all. One. All right, cuz. Love you. Appreciate you. All right, love you what too. You Thank you. Yep. Now we paranormal with loose screws, false evaporates in minutes, long as the truth brews. Your eyes give you perception of what you used to. 
tunnel vision on self, just call me YouTube. Whether you choose to wave or not, still a smooth cruise. Go against the current, your situations are lose-lose. Close caption, the captain searching for blues clues. Never mind what I said, just do what you do. I'ma do me, it's levels to the shit. Either a roller coaster or just elevator spit. Eager to show the host I got forever on a six. Ten city on my back, heavy with this shit. Let me see, that's it. Rewind, let me see that clip. You hear what he just said? Of course I did, but I'm not trying to risk my freedom. See, I'd rather just kill him with music. I don't mind no PM. Or veggie state him, arpeggiate him. Out of mommy PM. Son, I'm like one side of pop, then out of mommy PM. What a break, time out. Well, not quite yet. We teach him what the rhyme about. Mic check. And if you're on live 365, we still on the microphone. I don't care if you're going to grab with the biker bone. Biker bone, the biker bone. Hope you break your biker bones. And if you want to get an xylophone, you can rent one. I don't know. I just know we. Hey.